Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 140, I Get to Love You. Well, Michael and I recently attended the wedding of our niece about a week ago, and as she was walking down the aisle, she uh, had this song sung, and the title was I Get to Love You, and that was the chorus refrain that kept coming throughout the whole song. And all I kept hearing was get, I get to love you. And as I was watching the two look at each other as she was walking down the aisle, and side note, I think the best part of a wedding is watching the groom watch his bride walk down the aisle. It's usually so, so sweet. But anyway, as I was looking at them on their journey, their very first day of their journey in marriage, I thought to myself as I'm listening to that song, oh, how sweet is that? And then I thought, They have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Now, I'm a person who loves deeply, greatly. But I know that Michael and I can't be the only ones where the I get to love you lasted about a week after our wedding. And it's not that we didn't love each other anymore. It was just really what we thought about loving each other. And that really matters. Before I went through life coach training... I get to love you would have just been a sentence. A sentence that some musician wrote for a beautiful lyrical song. But now I think more about sentences, thoughts. I think more about what they mean. And that sentence triggered something that created a deep meaning for me. And over the last week, in my prayer, and just in thinking about it, I have thought, I've questioned, do I look at Michael and think, I get to love you? Now, I'm very real. That's who I am as a person. I like to tell it like it is. And I think that's what was happening at the wedding because we got into the car and I remember commenting on the song, like, really? I get to love you? You know, after you get married, it's hard. There are conflicts in marriage. We work through different expectations. We have to perfect the art of communication with our spouse. We have to be careful that we don't assume things that he thinks or actions mean more than they really mean. Maybe in some marriages there are addictions and betrayals. And I think that we go through different stages of love. And we go through them over and over again. I think I get to love you is the thought we have before we get married. And then within marriage, the conflicts and everything that comes up, there may be times where we think, I don't want to love you. And we have to choose if, in fact, we're going to continue loving. So we may go through this cycle of, I don't want to love you or I have to love you, or I choose to love you. 
Now, in our marriage, I think I've been through all of those different stages of love. I asked Michael, (laughs) just to make sure I wasn't the only one in this marriage who didn't feel that I get to love you. And he said, no, I've been through those stages. And actually, he said something very profound to me. He said, I get to love you by choosing to say no to myself on things that aren't good for me or ways that I don't show up well for you. And I thought, oh my gosh, that really is true. So whether we're thinking about loving our husband or the thoughts that we have about our children day in and day out, um, and even as I was praying about this episode in church, I looked up at the tabernacle and I asked myself, do I think I get to love you to Jesus? When you apply that thought to your marriage, how do you feel about your husband? Does it take away resentments? Does it help you understand him better or get curious about his needs and his desires? Do you see the gift of him to you and how loving him unconditionally makes you a better woman? When the children are getting on your very last nerve, does thinking, I get to love them, does that take away the quick temper Or maybe disrespectful correction? Do you think, as you look at your children, I get to love you? I certainly know that I did when they were first born, and I held them in my arms. I get to love you. But honestly, that first night of maybe every two-hour nursings, I'm not sure I thought I get to love you. I choose to love you, and I do love you. But get, what an interesting word. I get to teach you how to be virtuous, faith-filled, happy adults. And then with God, rather than trying to find time to squeeze in 10 minutes of prayer, which we never do, do we schedule the time every day to sit with him out of gratitude and think, I get to love you. How blessed I am that I know about this amazing God who became man to teach me how to love and to bring me to him eternally. To give me solace when I need it, just by sitting in his presence. All of this to teach me that I can do it too. Do you see how critical our thoughts are to everything in our life? Do we love God because we think we have to? Or do we nobly think it's because we choose to? How about the privilege of, I get to? And so after I worked through all the times I have thought, I don't want to love you. I have to love you. I choose to love you. I now choose this thought about Michael, my children, their spouses, my grandchildren, and my God. I get to love you. What a different energy it has. It makes me feel so grateful and responsible. Responsible for the gift and the vocation God has given me. Choose your thoughts carefully. This is what I do when I coach people. I think sometimes people think coaching is kind of woo-woo. You know, we just sit around and talk about how you're feeling. Actually, we sit around and talk about what you're thinking about. 
And to be honest, I wasn't sure about coaching until I was actually trained in it. And I realized how important what I think dictates the results in my life. So choose your thoughts carefully because they can change the trajectory of any relationship you have. When I looked at Michael today, 38 years after we were married, through all the ups and downs, all of the hard times, all of the great times, through sickness and health, through financial worries, through raising children together and sometimes in conflict with each other about how we were going to raise them. I looked at him today and in my mind, I said, I get to love you. And it created a whole different feeling I've never felt before. So I would encourage you to do the same. I would also like to give you a little bit of homework. Write a letter to your husband. Now is a great time. It's not Valentine's Day where we're like, oh yeah, I have to do that. Write a letter to your husband. And in this letter, I'm going to give you kind of the outline. Dear whatever his name is, I've been meaning to tell you. Tell him what you want to tell him. I admire you for... Tell him. I'm thankful for... Tell him. I remember when... Tell him. You have shown me how... Tell him. You told me... Tell him. I'm grateful for... Tell him. I love you because... Tell him. You get to love him. Take care, everyone. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.